Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Krishna Krishna Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Prabhupada, 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 Jaya Jaya Prabhupada. Jaya Vishnupad, Paramhamsa Pariyakajar Yashtata Shat Shri Srimad, Shlaisi Bhaktivedanda Swami Prabhupada ki. Ananda Koti Vaishnava Vrindaki Nitai Gaur Premanande Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Today we are reading from Canto 7, Chapter 9 entitled Prahlad pacifies the Lord with prayers and today's verse would be 12 <coughs> Repeat after me Tasmad aham vigata vikalva ishwarasya. Tasmad aham vigata vikalva ishwarasya. Tasmad aham vigata vikalva ishwarasya. 
Tasmad, therefore, aham, I, vigata viklavaha, having given up contemplation of being unfit, Ishwarasya, of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Sarva Atmana, in full surrender, Mahi, glory, Grinami, I shall chant or describe, Yatha Manisham, according to my intelligence, Nichaha, although low born, my father being a great demon, devoid of all good qualities. Ajaya, because of ignorance, Guna Ishwa, sorry, Guna Visargam, the material world, wherein the living entity takes birth according to the contamination of the modes of nature. Anu Pravishtaha, Entered into, Puyeta, may be purified, Yena, by which the glory of the Lord, He, indeed, Puman, a person, Anu Varnitena, being chanted or recited. Translation. 
therefore although i was born in a demoniac family i may without a doubt offer prayers to the lord with full endeavor as far as my intelligence allows anyone who has been forced by ignorance to enter the material world may be purified of material life if he offers prayers to the lord and hears the glories the lord's glories please repeat after me therefore although i was born in a demoniac family i may without a doubt offer prayers to the lord with full endeavor as far as my intelligence allows anyone who has been forced by ignorance to enter the material world may be purified of material life if he offers prayers to the lord and hears the lord's glories purport by his divine grace shri prabhupada it is clearly understood that a devotee does not need to be born in a very high family to be rich to be aristocratic or to be very beautiful none of these qualifications will engage one in devotional service with devotion one should feel god is great and i am very small therefore my duty is to offer my prayers to the lord only on this basis can one understand and render service to the lord as the lord says in bhagavad gita 1855 bhaktya mam abhi janati yavan yas chasmi tatvatah tato mam tatvato gnatva visate tad anantaram one can understand the supreme personality of godhead as he is only by devotional service and when one is in full consciousness of the supreme lord by such devotion he can enter into the kingdom of god thus pralad maharaj decided to offer his best prayers to the lord without consideration of his material position ओम ज्ञानतिमेलकनाजनाशलाकाय चक्षुरमितमेन तस्म श्रीगुरव नम नमो विष्णुपादा कृष्णपृष्ठा भूतले श्रीमते भुरीजंपूतीनामिने नमो विष्णुपादा कृष्णपृष्ठा भूतले श्रीमते भक्तिवेदस्वामीनामिने नमस्ते सारस्वतीदेव गौरवाणी प्रचारिणे निर्विशेषून्यवादी पाश्चतादेशताणे श्रीकृष्ण चैतन्य प्रभो निनंदीअद्वैता गदाधर शिवाशदी गौरभक्तवृंद वाशाकल्पतृभ्य कृपा सिंधुभ्य पतितानेभ्यो वैष्णवभ्यो नमो नम हरे कृष्ण हरे कृष्ण 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे Hare Krishna. So today we are continuing the chapter nine, where Prahlad Maharaj is offering 
prayers. He is about to start to offer his prayers. These verses leading up to verse number 12 are the kind of preparation uh, uh, Prahlad Maharaj is doing before he starts offering prayers. From tomorrow you will hear his prayers. So the verses from 8 to 12, you will see how Prahlad Maharaj uh, exhibits uh, his humility and more accurately to say that his quality got revealed not that he is exhibiting, he is showing that he is so humble. Rather than that, his qualities are being revealed. I'll come to that point very soon. So this uh, chapter, uh, Prabhupada liked this chapter so much. And quite often Prabhupada has uh, quoted the verses Prahlad Maharaj has spoken in this chapter. And uh, it is very important um, chapter to meditate. Many devotees even try to memorize whole chapter, whole section of uh, Prahlad Maharaj's prayers also. And that's like their meditation. Hmm? Even Chaitanya Mahaprabhu used to hear particular two pastimes again and again. Do you know? Anyone knows? Which were the two pastimes? Of course, one of them is Prahlad Maharaj and Dhruva Maharaj. Whom he was listening from? Ramanandrai? Or one of the Panchatattva? Gadadhar Pandit. Uh, Sagadadar so Pandit was very expert in uh, reciting Srimad Bhagavatam mm, and each verse he would, uh, he would uh, recite in different meters, uh, different different ways he would recite. He was so uh, expert in that and very uh, melodious uh, way he would recite those verses. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu would, would visit him every day mm, and uh, he would ask uh, to recite Bhagavatam for him and he would sit and listen. And whenever uh, he would listen these pastimes of Dhruva Maharaj and uh, Prahlad Maharaj, after he finishes, he would again say, you know, once more, you know, please uh, repeat it again. Hmm? Repeat it again like that. And especially um, when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu goes into those ecstasies, ecstasy of um, uh, uh, in a deep separation of uh, Krishna and no one is able to uh, manage his ecstasies, you know, he, he, would, he would exhibit in a way that, you know, it's uncontrollable for any devotees. So to pacify, uh, Gadadhar Pandit would recite these pastimes and as soon as he listens, you know, he again comes back to his uh, Consciousness. So, these are the uh, glories of this uh, particular chapter that even Mahaprabhu relished so much. 
So as I said, these verses from 8 to 12 is, uh, is uh, uh, showing us how to pray and, and later on after this verse you will see what to pray. So preparing the mood, uh, the mood uh, Prahlad Maharaj has is quite um, significant to understand for us in our devotional service. As a Vaishnava, we should, uh, we should imbibe this quality. Many, many people, you know, they just keep Srimad Bhagavatam's previous cantos and they jump to 10th canto and they want to relish the pastimes of uh, Radha and Krishna, so to speak. But uh, as a devotee, as a Gaudiya Vaishnava devotee, as Prabhupada's followers, uh, Prabhupada has taught us that it is very important to understand and prepare ourselves, uh, prepare our consciousness uh, before we go to 10th canto and try to understand those uh, pastimes of Radha and Krishna. So, here you will see how Prahlad Maharaj uh, understands uh, what mood he has before he goes into uh, higher subject matter in his prayers. So, as I said, Prahlad Maharaj's humility has been revealed. So, now so far what happened? Uh, uh, Narsimha Dev appeared and uh, he killed Hiranyakashipu and he was so angry. Even after uh, Hiranyakashipu was killed, uh, still uh, Narsimha Dev was so angry. Right? And then previous chapter we heard everyone tried to um, cool him down, uh, pacify him. And they all started offering their prayers. Uh, start from Lord Brahma, uh, Lord Shiva, Indra Dev, uh, the different uh, different uh, sages, uh, yakshas, munis, so many devotees, everyone, even uh, Vishnu Dutas, everyone started offering prayers to pacify him. But still, Lord wasn't pacified. He was still angry. And so much that even uh, Lakshmi Devi, everyone said, you know, Lakshmi Devi, you are always with him. Please, you approach him and pacify him. Please. Uh, he is very fearsome right now. Uh, we, are, we are not able to face him in this, in this appearance. So even Lakshmi Devi said, no, uh, I haven't seen this form before. Uh, my Lord, I haven't seen in this form. He is so angry. Sometimes it happens, you know, when, especially if you, if you are from India, you may relate to this. If there is a road fight and you are with your um, wife and children uh, and you engage into road fight and uh, you are so angry, you are so angry, you are beating up here and there and, and if your wife comes in between, you know, she will also get one, you know. <laughs> uh, or your kids come, you push them away. So you are into that um, consciousness, you know, you are so angry that you don't even see anyone, you know, you just wants to beat someone. Mm -hmm. 
So, like that, you know, Lakshmi Devi also feared, what if I go and, you know, Lord gets angry on me, you know. So, even Lakshmi Devi didn't approach the Lord and she also refused. The reason is, Lord wanted to reveal the humility of uh, uh, Prahlad Maharaj, the humbleness, the meek and humble mood of Prahlad Maharaj, the surrendered soul, how surrendered soul he is. He wanted to reveal Prahlad Maharaj's qualities to entire world. Hmm. That's why uh, he didn't, in one sense, he didn't uh, um, give up his anger. Hmm. And then later on, Prahlad Maharaj approaches, and as soon as Prahlad Maharaj bows down to Lord, hmm, Lord becomes pacified. Hmm. So, as I said, it was the cause, it was transcendental arrangement of Narasimhadeva that he wanted to reveal the Vaishnava's great qualities, hmm, Prahlad Maharaj's great qualities. Hmm. And Prahlad Maharaj didn't feel a tinge of uh, fear because imagine the scene there was. uh, It wasn't only Hiranyakashipu, but there were so many of his uh, colleagues, uh, his his uh, his entire army was there, and Narasimha Dev killed everyone. Uh, so there were so many dead bodies lying around, and Hiranyakashipu was there as well, dead, and uh, blood everywhere, and chopped arms and legs everywhere. Hmm? And Narasimha Dev, uh, what did he do? He just ripped off uh, Hiranyakashipu's belly and then what did he do? Uh, he took out the intestine and no one was there to garland him, you know. Lord appeared but no one was there to garland him. Who, who dared to go near him, you know. So he garlanded himself, you know, <laughs> like that. So that was the scene and his nails were full of blood and because he tore apart uh, that, that belly, you know, blood gushed out and his mane was covered with blood. So imagine the scene there. It was so uh, ghastly. So just seeing that, no one would approach the Lord. But Prahlad Maharaj, as soon as he received instruction from uh, Brahmaji, he said, so be it, Tathastu, I'll go and uh, do my seva. So he wasn't hesitating. And in our uh, uh, our uh, sampraday, Srila Prabhupada also uh, exhibited such uh, such uh, mood. So in the eighth verse, you will see. I'll I'll cover little uh, little bit from the whole section from eight to twelve. Uh, the eighth verse where. Uh, Prahlad Maharaj, what did he say? <coughs> Sri Prahlad Vacha. Uh, 
he says that there are so many great devotees here, uh, right from Brahma, Indra, uh, Shiva, and so many great sages and you know, so many demigods and devotees are there. They all try to pacify you. Uh, they all try to uh, uh, please you, but uh, still they were unsuccessful, they failed. Then who am I? Uh, what can I do? Uh, I am nothing in front of them. I am such an insignificant person. I am low born. I am from the family of demons. Uh, so what kind of consciousness I have? Uh, I have no position whatsoever. I am not in mode of goodness like this, um, like this demigods. Hmm? And they offer so eloquent prayers, uh, just like a river flows. Uh, constantly the water flows like that they were offering prayers uh, uh, what qualification I have I have no qualification uh, so the eighth verse uh, Prahlad Maharaj started with saying that Srila um, uh, Prabhupada also when he received this instruction from his spiritual master that you go abroad and teach uh, the teachings of Bhagavad Gita to everyone uh, to everyone and Prabhupada uh, mentions that you know even my own God-brothers, they were sannyasis, and uh, Guru Maharaj has sent them uh, to, to Western countries. And uh, after some time they came back, and there was no tangible result after that. Who am I? I am a grahastha. Uh, I have, uh, you know, engagement in, you know, earning money and all these things, so many other responsibilities. And Guru Maharaj has told me to go abroad and, you know, preach this uh, Krishna consciousness to everyone. I have no qualification. Hmm? So Prabhupada also exhibited this mood. Hmm? So in a practical life, there is something to learn from us also. We may have uh, uh, qualification or may not have any qualification, but when we receive instruction from our devotees, our uh, spiritual master, hmm, in this mood, we should take up that service and you will see uh, it happens, uh, it becomes successful. Uh, and another point we learn from that verse, uh, eighth verse, that he didn't hesitate uh, to glorify the demigods. Uh, he considered himself uh, lower than all other. Uh, in our devotional service, we, we, we never should hesitate to glorify devotees. Even if we don't know someone, we try to find out their good qualities by speaking to them and then glorify. I remember once my Guru Maharaj says, even, even if someone is your uh, enemy, or let's say, you know, in our circle, you know, someone you don't go along very well with, but still you shouldn't uh, uh, develop negativity against that person. Uh, you sh still should go and glorify, you know. At least you can say something like this. Then he said, you know, you go and approach that person and say, Prabhu, you breathe so nicely, you know. So at least <laughs> give some glorification, you know. Uh, so this is the way, uh, the first uh, point we learn from Prahlad Maharaj's mood, uh, that he puts himself under everyone else. I am insignificant, insignificant. Uh, and in comparison to demigods, I am nothing. Moving to next verse, verse number 9, 
is about the same point uh, he mentions that uh, no material qualities can actually satisfy you. Only bhakti can satisfy you. And what are the qualities he mentions? He mentions uh, quite a few qualities there. That if you have wealth, if you have aristocratic family, beauty, austerity, strength, knowledge, so and so forth, mystic yoga, yogic power, all these qualities will not please Lord. Let's say if I am a very rich person and you know, I come to the Lord and you know, I offer okay, so much donation. And then I think, you know, Lord will be pleased with me. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, not necessary. Uh, I have so much knowledge uh, and I come and, you know, I say, you know, I am so and so. I'm a big person in, in, in education field. Uh, I'm a great person. You all are very uneducated. You know, what are you? Uh, or someone says, you know, I'm very beautiful. Uh, you look, you people look so... Uh, shabby clothes you have and you know sh shaved head <laughs> but you know I am so beautiful and I present here in front of Lord myself you know no Lord is not pleased with me so all these qualities are actually uh, not required but on other side in material world all these qualifications are very much required to get things done for example if you want to join army they will check your physical strength, right? They'll, you have to go through training. Before that, they will check so many other things like your how your vision is, what is your height. Uh, so all these things they check. And if you fail in that, okay, you are short or your vision is not 2020, you know, you are failed, you are disqualified, you cannot. Uh, there are jobs like that, okay, uh, if someone migrates here and if they don't know English, uh, uh, and they want particular type of, type of job. No, you need, uh, let's say, salesman, salesman job you want and you can't speak English, then what? The qualification is required. So in material world, uh, to get things done, you have to be qualified. But in spiritual life, it is not like that. Hmm? To please Lord, to become a good devotee, Lord doesn't see all this external material qualification. Hmm? Whether you have or doesn't have, doesn't matter. All you need is what? Bhakti. That's what Prahlad Maharaj says. Uh, he is mentioning the essence of whole Vedic wisdom. Only Bhakti is required. Hmm? Now if someone says, Yeah, and then the same verse, uh, sorry, in the same verse, Prahlad Maharaj also mentions about Gajendra. Mm. So what to speak of human being? Mm. Even animals get uh, Lord's mercy because they have bhakti. And he mentions the example of Gajendra, right? Uh, so human beings have qualification, they don't have, maybe they are beautiful, they have knowledge and this and that. But animals, animal, elephant, he was an elephant. What qualification he had? Uh, does he have any wealth? Does it add, 
have any 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 strength he was losing his strength also he was strong but he was losing his strength uh, he didn't have any beauty <laughs> uh, so he is just an animal but still lord came and saved him so much so that lord was coming uh, on the back of garuda that he felt garuda is moving very slow uh, so as soon as he came near to gajendra Uh, he jumped off the garuda and approached and and brought him up hmm? uh, gajendra was out of the water hmm? and as soon as lord touched him hmm, gajendra turns into uh, four handed form uh, just like a uh, vishnu dut hmm? so someone can say why did it wasn't there the dead elephant's body gajendra's body wasn't there uh, gajendra's body got transformed into four handed form because someone may say you know see gajendra was his devotee he died and then only after that lord vishnu came uh, if dead body dead, dead body was there someone can say like that right gajendra died and after that lord came lord didn't come on time <laughs> so that's why uh, lord immediately when he touched dead body wasn't there elephant's body wasn't there but uh, he transformed into into spiritual body so prahlad maharaj mentions this point uh, that uh, what to speak of human being but even elephant even an elef- animal can can get lord's mercy provided they have bhakti so bhakti is the only qualification required and the next verse before we go to next verse another point i have written here so we we have heard so many times rakhe krishna mare ke mare krishna rakhe ke means when lord wants to protect someone who can kill that person and if someone wants to kill uh, that person if lord wants to finish that person off who can save that person right i heard one uh, incident radha govind maharaj mentioned in this relation hmm. once uh, one brahmachari uh, uh, got some poison hmm. i don't know how indian mention but maybe through food or something might have bitten so he was in very severe serious condition and uh, devotees took him to hospital and maharaj also went there and the doctor treated him and he got better and he was out of danger so still in the hospital and uh, doctor came and started speaking to radha radha govind maharaj so this doctor was little bit arrogant by the way so he saw maharaj and he understood how oh, these are you know devotees you know these are sadhus so in his arrogance he said you know see even you people come to us uh, to save yourself <laughs> you know? so maharaj said uh, no uh, 
we didn't come to you. <laughs> we came to Krishna, <laughs> he said. Uh, no, I have saved him. You brought him here. Uh, then why did you come here then, you know? If you, you think you, you came to Krishna, you should have gone to temple, you know, not here. No, Krishna inspired us to come here. That's why we came here, you know. Uh, we still came to Krishna, you know, not to you. Uh, so he said, uh, but I have given him medicine, I have treated him, and um, that's why he is better. No, you haven't treated him. Radha <laughs> Govind Maharaj mentions. Uh, it's not you. It's, uh, it's Krishna who saved him. Hmm? Said, Come on, you know. <laughs> Don't say like this, you know. Uh, this, this is the medicine I have given, and we made him vomit and this and that, and <laughs> that's why he got saved. So then Radha, Radha Govind Maharaj mentions, okay, so you think the medicine you gave, that's why he is saved, right? Okay. In your hospital, anyone died during your treatment? He said, yes. What medicine did you give him to kill him? <laughs> said, no, we, we don't give any medicine to kill. Uh, we try to save, but he died. The people die, you know. It's their karma. It's time to uh, leave the body, you know. Doctor said, yes, uh, there is not time for him to leave his body. That's why he is alive, you know. So then he mentions that actually Krishna uh, makes the medicine potent mm, to make, uh, make it work for the patient. Mm. And for other person, same disease, same problem, if you give same medicine, the same medicine won't work. Mm. But for some other person, it will work. So it is Krishna who actually uh, makes it happen. Rakhe Krishna, Mareke, Mare Krishna, Rakheke. And then Maharaj further explained, even, you know, uh, you, you say you are doctor, but we know, you know, Mame Vamsa Jeeva Loke Sanatana. You are also part and parcel of Lord Krishna. So we have come to Krishna, not you. you know, not not uh, doctor, uh, but uh, uh, part and parcel of Lord Krishna. And who has given you intelligence? Who has given you understanding? Who has given you uh, uh, the qualification to become doctor? Everything comes from you. Uh, this medicine also, it's not that, you know, you uh, popped out from your belly and then gave to my brahmachari. Uh, uh, medicine also uh, comes from nature. Mm. Uh, and the intelligence you people have, uh, you combined and then, you know, made that medicine. So even that intelligence is given by Krishna. So it's not that, uh, it's, it's very arrogant to think that we have done it. Uh, it's everything done by Lord Krishna. So like that, uh, we understand this great quality. And in the tenth verse, Prahlad Maharaj mentions that uh, even he elaborates this point that even someone has a brahmana has those 12 qualities even those brahmana has those 12 qualities but if they are devoid of devotional service then uh, they are doomed end of the day uh, they have to take birth again and go for same thing in next life but on the other side even a chandal, uh, even a dog eater, 
Now, who is dog eater? Uh, he is lowest among mankind. Still, he is considered human being. Um, people who eat uh, cow's flesh, they are not human being. Uh, but if someone is eating dog's flesh, still he is considered human being. Uh, so, even such a lowest uh, creature amongst human beings, he has no those. He has no good qualities that the Brahmana possesses. But if he is a devotee of the Lord, his life is successful. That's what Prahlad Maharaj said in tenth chapter. Uh, sorry, tenth verse. So someone can say that uh, oh, you are saying bhakti is the only means to uh, please the Lord. Isn't that Lord is a self-centered personality that He likes to be glorified? And that is natural. In, in this world, everyone likes to be self-centered, right? Everyone wants that everyone gives attention to me, everyone praises me, everyone glorifies me. Isn't it? This is the nature of world. So isn't that uh, Lord is also saying same thing? Uh, surrender unto me, do bhakti, uh, unto me, serve me. Uh, so many statements you will hear like that. So some foolish person can say like that, that Lord is like that. He's, he, 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 he derives pleasure by uh, receiving glories from his devotees. Mm. Such a person he is. He is not good quality, you know. He is forcing others to glorify himself. No. Mm. So to clarify that, Prahlad Maharaj mentions in the eleventh verse, just we read that on Friday. Anyone remembers? What happens if a devotee glorifies the Lord, what happens? And Lord is pleased. Exactly, that was the point. So, it's not for the Lord's benefit that we go and approach and, you know, uh, glorify the Lord. It's not for His pleasure, it's not for His uh, uh, benefit or for His gain. Uh, Lord is Atmaram, He is self-satisfied. Hmm? That was the eleventh verse we heard. He doesn't need anything. He doesn't need our glorification, actually speaking. He doesn't need anything from anyone. He has everything and he is, he is self-satisfied. He doesn't need anything. Everything he has. But still, he says that you should surrender to me, you should offer prayers to me, you should worship me, you should glorify me. Why? For our benefit. While doing that, it is not that Lord benefits, but the person who glorifies the Lord, he benefits. That is the point. An example was given of a face in the mirror, yes. We decorate ourselves. And when you see your reflection in the mirror, you will see the reflection is also decorated. So, Prahlad Maharaj gives that example. So, when we glorify the Lord, we automatically become happy. We become purified. Just like that reflection becomes beautiful. 
So it is for our benefit that we offer prayers to the Lord. And coming to today's verse, Prahlad Maharaj says that I have no qualities, I am born in demoniac family, but still I will endeavor to glorify you. I have no knowledge, still I will endeavor to glorify you. Why? For my purification. Now don't think that Prahlad Maharaj needs purification. He is Maharaj. He is Prahlad Maharaj. He is Mahajan. He doesn't need anything. He is already pure. But to stress the point that by glorifying the Lord, one gets purified. Even pure devotees feel further purified. So that is the glory of uh, offering prayers to the Lord. So without hesitation, uh, one should offer prayers to the Lord. That was the point. Uh, we didn't like, um, I don't know, how. Uh, when did I very seriously offer prayers? Uh, uh, we come here uh, and do Dhanvat Pranam and, you know, stand here for a few minutes. Uh, but such a deep prayers, what we are about to read, in uh, further verses, uh, I don't remember I have ever remembered and you know recited in front of Lord or even claims of those <laughs> prayers you know recited in front of Lord. So we should take out time. And uh, as I said, you know many devotees even try to remember these verses and um, imbibe Prahlad Maharaj's mood um, and. Uh, they will see the difference. Today when I was worshipping Shaligram, I felt same kind of thing, you know, I have no qualification to sit here and, you know, do this service, right? But still, Lord is so merciful that He has given us opportunity to touch Him, bathe Him, uh, uh, do stringar to Him, and offer such a prayer. No qualification. What qualification I have? But still, Lord is so kind and merciful. And after that service, you know, you feel oh, you are just coming out of the trance. You know, this couple of hours, so absorbing and so purifying. So, does Lord need me to do this service? No, He's mercifully engaged me to do that service. And who gets benefit? I get benefit. It's not that Lord. Uh, will remain unclean, or he is never unclean, by the way, you know. <laughs> he is always beautiful. Hmm? He doesn't need our service. Hmm? But still he engages us for our purification. Hmm? So, this is uh, required to uh, develop in our uh, bhakti, in this mood. Real humility is not that I am so insignificant, I have no qualification, I am such a bad person, I don't know this, I don't have any knowledge. No, uh, you are in these kind of statements, you are thinking about yourself. Uh, who is in the center? I, I, I. Rather, you know, real humility is, okay, I know all these things I have, but okay, I have been told to go out and distribute book, I'll go and do it. I know I don't have any ability, I don't have any skills, but still I will do it. I'll go and do it. So it's not about uh, uh, ability, but it is about uh, avail availability. 
you make yourself available and then Lord will make you able. That is the point. So when you And it applies to anything, you know. Uh, Prabhu, I can't do this seva, it is so difficult. Uh, I don't have understanding how to do it. No, you just jump into it because it's been given to you. You will be empowered. Just like Prabhupada in his uh, prayers, those Jalduta prayers are so beautiful, so amazing prayers actually. You can meditate. Uh, each, each verse is Prabhupada has composed and he mentions that I have no qualification whatsoever. Uh, and, but you have sent me here in this western countries. Mm. Uh, there must be purpose behind it. Uh, I don't know how am I going to uh, talk to them and you know convince them uh, to take up message of Bhagavad Gita. Uh, but still I have firm faith in holy name and my order, uh, the, the order I received from my spiritual master, I'll do it. You make me dance. You make me dance as you like. I am puppet in your hand. So in that mood, Prabhupada goes and we see the result after some time, right? The Krishna empowers. So Prahlad Maharaj is in that mood. And uh, other way, Prabhupada is showing a mood of Prahlad Maharaj. Uh, but Prahlad Maharaj mentions that mood here in this verse that uh, I am nothing, but still I am so fortunate that uh, uh, I am here to glorify you, to worship you. As soon as Lord touched him, uh, same thing happened with uh, Dhruva Maharaj, right? So Dhruva Maharaj, when he got darshan of uh, uh, Vishnu, uh, sorry, Lord Narayan, he wanted to glorify, he wanted to speak, uh, but he was in that ecstasy that, you know, couldn't say anything. And uh, Lord touched his conchal on his cheek. Uh, and as soon as he got that transcendental touch, he started, you know, speaking eloquent prayers to Lord Narayan. So same thing happened. As soon as Lord touched Prahlad Maharaj on his forehead, Prahlad Maharaj started speaking. And he says, I don't have qualification whatsoever. Let's read this verse and we'll conclude. Therefore, although I was born in a demoniac family, I may without a doubt offer prayers to the Lord with full endeavor. As far as my intelligence allows, Anyone who has been forced by ignorance to enter into the material world may be purified of material life if he offers prayers to the Lord and hears the Lord's glories. This is very apt verse for me also. <laughs> I don't have any qualification to sit here and give class on this uh, exalted verses spoken by Prahlad Maharaj. But I made my humble endeavor for my own purification and to please all the assembled Vaishnavas and our Lordships. Hare Krishna. Please, uh, if anyone has any question, you can say so. I'll try my best to answer. None? Oh, Hare Krishna. Yes. 
Yes. So the humility, the humbleness, I would say, is not thinking about ourselves. I am such and such, I am so and so. And devotees tend to go in that kind of area, as I mentioned, you know, I am I'm so sinful. I have done so many sinful activities in the past. I have no uh, proper understanding of Shastra, uh, so I cannot preach, uh, I cannot go and distribute book, or I cannot give class. Uh, so like that, you know, maybe I have um, this kind of negative thing, so let's sit back. I don't want to give myself to various services that that our ISKCON society, our temple offers, what will happen? You will just sit back there, nothing will happen, right? But as soon as on other side, you know, you give up that kind of self-centeredness, thinking always about yourself, and you just engage in various services, what will happen on other side? One will become purified. If you don't have knowledge, one will get knowledge. You don't have uh, ability, one will become very expert, hmm? Lord empowers. Uh, so real humility is that we think less about ourselves and we think more about devotees, we think more about seva, we think more about our Lordship. Hmm? That is humility, that is humbleness. And Prabhupada also said that you can't be humble all the time when you spread in Krishna conscious. You come against atheists and they try to condemn, you know, Krishna conscious. You must uh, stand and argue with them. Yes. So that is also humbleness. Uh, like Bhakti Siddhanta Maharaj mentions, uh, he, he is known as Simha Guru, right? <laughs> so he would chastise so many uh, rascals, right? So was he not humble in doing so? Right? So that is also humbleness. Anyone wants to share something on that? Gopandish Prabhu? <laughs> Question, Prabhu? Oh, yes. <laughs> you always have one question. <laughs> And I 
Uh, Ashwatthama point, what was the last sentence? Comparing these two things, Hiranyakashipu got killed, whereas Aswatthama wasn't killed. Uh, why was that, right? So, Lord acted differently uh, to different uh, people. That was uh, Draupadi's uh, change of mind happened at that point of time. Hmm? So, Lord was also in favor of giving apt punishment to Aswatthama. Hmm? But that was Draupadi who uh, later on said, you know, please forgive him, please spare him. He is after all son of a Brahmana. And we know Lord listens to his devotees very much. Whatever his devotees desires, Lord is, okay, be it. He is not that, you know, no, what I want that has to be happened. Not like that. So that's the reason. Right? Is it okay? Yes. Answer? Manmohan, you, you. As per time, place and circumstances, the different devotees have different services to render. Am I right? That's the kind of conclusion Prabhu gave. And they respond accordingly. But still they are also humble. They didn't argue because they want to continue. They, don't, they didn't want any disturbance in their services. So 
they thought in a way uh, that arguing in, in this person, mm, with this person, uh, it's about, you know, I won and you lost, like, you know, so rather than, you know, me, I, towards that kind of consciousness, uh, we, Krishna should be in the center. So that is humility. So they also exhibited humility in that way, that they remained Krishna conscious and they avoided this kind of argument. And on the other side, like Bhaktisiddhanta Maharaj, and even Prabhupada, you know, Prabhupada even, he would even ignite the challenge, you know. <laughs> if no one is challenging, you know, ask questions, you know, then he would defeat them. So his mood is also like that and that is also humility. He is thinking about Krishna in doing that. So both ways it is humble. So as per time, place and circumstances and devotees service, the service they are rendering. But the point is they always remain in that consciousness, Krishna consciousness. They think about Krishna. They keep Krishna in center. Okay. Hare Krishna. Srimad Bhagavatam Puran ki. Srila Prabhupada ki.
ไปตั้ง